we got something very exclusive for you guys today. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and we're talking about a total rewrite here from page one, word one. All right, we got a flashback today, Mike. Who do we got here today? Oh, we have somebody very special. We have another of the great Darkwing Duck writers. Joining us today is uh, the one and only Dev Ross. All right, welcome, Dev. Hi, thank you. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. Well, you know, it's as good as it can be when you're entertaining yourself for four months and quarantine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> thank God for imagination. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. man. This quarantine has been something. It's definitely been really something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my All gosh. Right. Well, Mike, uh, do you want to mention some of the things Dev has wrote outside of Darkwing? Because we know we mainly here to talk to her about Darkwing, but we got to drop name drop some of the stuff for her, man. Oh, yes. please. Please. <laughs> Dev was really important for Disney television animation. Uh, she wrote episodes of the many adve- uh, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Excuse me. She wrote several episodes of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and she voice directed many of them. Uh, she also wrote episodes of Tailspin, uh, Raw Tunage, uh, Bonkers. She was one of uh, the writers of The Return of Jafar. <laughs> and she wrote several of the uh, Land Before Time sequels. Yeah, she's uh, she's won an Emmy. She's been Emmy nominated. She got all kind of awards, man. Congratulations, Dev. Thanks. Yeah, and... Uh, from from what I've seen of her work, uh, obviously Darkwing, um, Winnie the Pooh, and The Land Before Times. I actually, uh, Dev, looking at your 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 resume here, you stopped writing when I stopped watching. <laughs> 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 yeah, Good The Land guy. Before Times. Yeah, I, <laughs> I actually started getting worn out of them, but you wrote the last one that I enjoyed watching. So thank they you. Did a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, there's too many did. of them. Are they still making those things? <laughs> well, I did a series. Um, the last Land Before Time I wrote was Land Before Time 8. Mm. That's how. And then I think they did 12, and then they did 26 oh. episodes. Okay. Honest to God, I don't know where they came up with the ideas. <laughs> well, outside, well, outside of Disney, I'm just going to really mention some of the networks she wrote for. We got ABC, Fox Kids, Universal, uh, Cartoon Network, TLC, Discovery Channel, Nickelodeon, and Mattel. Right. So you, you're all you're all over the place, and I love Nickelodeon too. We don't talk about Nickelodeon on our show, but I was a huge Doug fan and yeah. Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy yeah. was my jam. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Those are really smart shows. And then I got buddies. I got some buddies who are hardcore Fox Kids fans. They mm-hmm. they're diehard Fox Kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh. Mike, let's go ahead and let's, let's talk about some terror that flaps in the night now with her. Right. And, you know, for the benefit of our listeners, I want to just list the episodes that Dev wrote. Um, the episodes she wrote were Water Way to Go, Fungus Among Us, Apes of Wrath, Up, Up, and Awry, Time and Punishment, The Darkwing Squad, The Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain, UFO, Quiverwing Quack, and she co-wrote Trading Faces, All's Fahrenheit and Love and War, Steerminator and Extinct Possibility, and those last two she co-wrote with Tad Stones himself. Well, so those yep. those are her Darkwing episodes. Well, you mentioned Fungus Among Us and Hunting Mr. Banana Brain. That's all we need to talk about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> those are my two babies, so I'm good to go. <laughs> she, re- you know, Dev, you really wrote some classics. 
Uh, well, I guess so. Um, I didn't know at the time, you know, I was a young mother and uh, pulling my hair out and, and I, I think I used <laughs> those. I think I really do think those shows were my way of not going crazy. Oh, well, man. you definitely wrote two of the best Goslin episodes, Time and Punishment and Quiver Wing Quack. Those are the ones everybody holds up as like the best Goslin shows. Well, I loved I loved Goslin and especially in Quiver Wing Quack. Uh, you know, I wanted. Especially, I, w I was talking to you guys earlier about some of my PC stuffs, creating women characters in the show that I, w I looked at now and I go, I'm not comfortable with them. But with uh, Goslin, you know, she she was me as a tomboy. And Tad and I used to talk about that all the time because he had a daughter who was a tomboy. And uh, I had just had a little girl and I was a tomboy. And so we would spend a lot of time talking about you know, his daughter's frustration and my own frustration of wanting to play with the boys, wanting to go on the adventures, wanting to play baseball with them uh, instead of having to be the bat girl and um, being the fastest runner. But, you know, teachers telling me not to, to run too fast because it would upset the boys. And so Goslin embodied that, especially in Quivering I can never quite say quivering quack. You know, she she wanted to be able to to prove her abilities, and you know she got to, and he finally was able to accept her abilities. So that episode came from a very personal place. That's Abs nice. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's the wonderful thing, and especially the wonderful thing about writing with Tad, creating with him, and that show is that you had the fantastic, you had these, you know, Negaduck and these crazy characters, but you also had real relationships. He had a real relationship with his daughter. He, he had a real rela relationship with Launchpad. Um, they were, you know, they form a nucleus of a family. And so having my own young family at the time, knowing how frustrated I was as a young girl growing up in the 50s, you know, 60s, where we just weren't allowed to do anything. You know, I was, I was a big surfer and my mom made me stop surfing because she said my shoulders would get too big and it wouldn't be attractive to boys. You know, everything was about that rather than my love of the sport. And I wanted Goslin to reflect the love of doing, you know, being, being an archer, all those things. And, um, when I watched the episode, all these years later, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what, what it's about. That's would you say, favorite. would you say Goslin is, was your favorite character to write for then? Uh, uh oh, you put her on no, the spot. <laughs> uh -oh. Not, not necessarily. Actually, Darkwing was. Oh, okay. He was really my favorite character. I think because, you know, every one of us wants to be a hero. I, well, most of us want to, you know, we want to be heroic. Mm -hmm. um, we want to stand for something. And we also have our moments of real intimidation and insecurity. And he was as funny and as bravado as he was. He had those moments where he, he took consequences. You know, he'd get blown up. He'd get embarrassed. He'd get outwitted. And he really took the consequences of all of those things and then pulled himself up and did it again. 
and and was funny and could laugh at himself. And, you know, to me, he was just the perfect character to write for. I loved. And to this day, I am an alliteration freak. You know how Darkwing always alliterates everything? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I can think of, pull out of my, my hat right now about what he would say. Got one. You know, you dithering ding dong of a ding, yeah. you know. You know. <laughs> and um, I just, in in the play that I just had that was turned into a film, you know, I have a character that says he was the villain and he says, indeed he do I did with a pilfering pursuit of polka, you know? And I, and I realized in watching the Darkwing episodes, I went, Oh my God, I still do that. <laughs> All my bad guys still do alliteration. And some of my actors now are ready to kill me because they're like, my God, these are tongue twisters. And I said, no, just slow down. Enunciate. Never quite leave Darkwing behind then, have you? Yeah, no, no. And I realized that in watching the episodes again, I went, oh, my God, I'm st- I that has stayed with me. Or narrating, you know, how he narrates himself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will be in the kitchen and I will be narrating myself. What I do. <laughs> you know, oh, Dev lifts the spoon. Should she stir gently or hard? You know, just all those things. And one of my daughters does it, too, because I did it so much with her growing up. I'll hear her in the kitchen narrating herself. And I thought, oh my God, what if, Yeah, we what love it when Darwin does that. Yeah. yeah. So I just I find him, he's a character, you know, of course he's a cartoon character, but I find him exemplifying some of the most precious things about being human, being able to laugh at yourself, being heroic, you know, taking consequences. It's really hard to take consequences and get yourself back up on your feet to do it again. He does it anyway. That's a big motto of mine, you know, scared, do it anyway. And Darkwing would just do it anyway. And so I loved him. I still do. Mm-hmm. So, so Deb, what That's was it I like? Him a girlfriend. <laughs> so Deb, what was it like working with Tad and being part of the production team so early and being a female at that? Well, yeah, as I said, I was the first female there. Um, I, now I don't know if there were females before me, but they, when I got the call from my agent, um, they said that, uh, Disney was directed that they better hire some women. And at the <laughs> time there was a big movement with writers because no women were on staffs. So, uh, I literally waddled in nine months pregnant, poor as a church mouth, could barely keep my pants up um over my big tummy and I pitched to Tad he was the one I met and it just so happens his wife was pregnant at the same time which was really great so he was very wonderful to me and I had never really I was a writer I was an award-winning playwright but I had never really done this kind of stuff but I pitched to him and he said have your baby and come back you have a job and it was pretty shocking um he was just so warm and so easy to talk to. Uh, and we just continued that relationship. Um, once I got there, I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how special it was. I really didn't. Um, because, because I came from the world of theater in theater, you're always, um, working as a team and especially as a playwright, you're always changing and rewriting and listening to the actors speak and rewriting. And 
Tad seemed to understand that, whereas a lot of other story editors didn't. Tad really understood that things needed a time to maturate, and you threw the ball back and forth to each other. What about this? What about this? And Tad did that. And one thing that Tad did that no one else I worked for did, and I worked for a lot of great people, but we would have Monday morning meetings, Mm -hmm. and we would just co-create. And he initiated that. You just feel free to throw out ideas. And if, you know, no one liked it, oh, well, no one was judged. It was just a free-for-all. And um, he created this atmosphere. And I didn't know to appreciate it until I left Disney and started working with other people and and really felt very isolated and that I had no one to bounce ideas uh, across. I'm working with Carl Gears now on the, yeah, I'm working with Carl Gears as another original Disney guy. Um, Really fantastic. And uh, we're working on the new reiteration of the Care Bears. And I went, oh my God, this is what it's like to work with a a Disney person Mm -hmm. again, because he, we, uh, even though we're not sitting at a physical table, we'll get the writers on a Zoom call or a, you know, a conference call and we go over ideas and we create and we're a team. And I miss that. And uh, it's the great thing about working with Carl Gears, who again, was just another legend at, at Disney. But, um, but Tad was the one that, that really brought that to the table. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, you know, there were other people that, maybe didn't work with him as well, which I found out later, but for some reason I just did. I got his humor. I got his storytelling and he was my mentor. Okay. I came in as a playwright and he really um, taught me the Disney way. So I'm very grateful. Well, you, you were on Darkwing Duck from day one. Yeah. And and not only that, you wrote like one of the absolute first episodes, "Water Way to Go," right? Uh, which is the first one in production order. Um, do you have any stories about what it was like? Because Darkwing had a really interesting production history, changing from Double O Duck to Darkwing. What was that like? It, well, you know, you 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 go, you go back and you keep changing. Um, you know, well, you'll get notes and they say, well, only changes this. And, you know, yeah, you change this and then you change every other line, every down, you know, down the page, <laughs> the next 39 pages. There, there's just a lot of rewrites. And mm-hmm. um, and in another show that that might have been horrible, but on this show it was great because was I a- did see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. No, I did see him go from Double O Duck to Darkwing and why and how and you know, you, you see the bones of the character and in this first episode, you start putting the flesh on the character and how their heart beats and, you know, the cadence of their speech. And, and it's exciting. It's like, it's, it's giving birth to this, this. And, um, you know, I watched that first one. I went, okay, you know, uh, it's a little tight here and there. It's a little, uh, you know, we could do better, but it really, I thought, really set the tone for him for his his relationship with Launchpad for instance well look at that emotional story in that first one mm-hmm. you know no. Launchpad says why do you why do you always get to be the hero yeah and and so though it's tough for him Darkwing lets him be the hero 
and lets him have his own experience. And, you know, that really, you know, I don't want to get all emotional about it, but you know what I'm saying is it, 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 it creates a relationship and a trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still funny. He made him get his bags and stuff, but his lunch mm-hmm. bag, you know, not that, you know, doesn't, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but it shows, it shows the humor, but it also shows the respect and that he was going to give him the respect yeah. of allowing him to be seen as the hero. Now, the interesting thing about that is I watched, when I watched it again, I cringed because I looked at the the, the princess, you know, and she was the typical attractive, sweet, helpless princess. <laughs> oh, Dev. Oh. oh, but you know Dev, what? Really? Great, great segue, Dev, because that character was not really, you know, she wasn't all that much, but she was voiced by Kat Sosi. Yeah. And who did My she turn. play? It's wait, your wait. turn now, Will. Yeah, I was going to say, pick me. I'm sitting here like a five year old. Pick me, pick me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Dev. Um, I, I got to ask you about this is one of my top three favorite characters of the show. And you're the mother of her. You're her creator. Can you tell us what b- went behind the creation of Morgana Macabre? And also, did you create Eek, Eek Squeak, and Archie? The, the, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I really felt like there needed to be an equal female to Darkwing. And I had been pestering Tad, Tad about it for months. There has, to, there has to be a strong female in there, there and, and she needs to turn Darkwing to jelly. And um, again, you know, when I look, look at her again, I go, oh my God, so not PC. So using her feminine wiles and all that stuff. But, you know, I was victim of the time as well. And, oh, I, you know, I got to give myself a pass, but not too easily. I, I would never write that character the way um, she would be more like Goslin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really did work on Ted about creating a, a character that would be, could best Darkwing mm-hmm. or at least be his equal. And Ted kept saying, well, then, you know, how do we introduce her? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I don't know. It just sort of, maybe I had a bad pizza. <laughs> I, don't <know>. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, pizza was the thing. Everybody's always eating pizza to this day. Everybody loves pizza. And I thought about, I want Darkwing Duck. This is so crazy. I mean, you guys are going to think I'm nuts that I'm on drugs, but this is what I was thinking. I want Darkwing to have someone to love and everyone loves pizza. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you put that together? <laughs> and then you start building these crazy what ifs, you know, well, everybody loves horror. I mean, what what's what is the continuing thing? Is everybody loves horror? Everybody loves to be scared. Um, Elvira was really big. Remember Elvira? You guys were little. No, I, oh, really I remember, remember Elvira. Yeah, yeah. Elvira. Can't forget Elvira. You know, funny and cute and sexy. And I remember Elvira, and everybody loved her. So you know, you just put all. I I knew everybody loved pizza, mm-hmm. and. I wanted Darkwing to have a girlfriend and I knew everybody loved Elvira. So you just start stirring it up. And then this, I don't know. I it watched works. it again. I'm like, God, you really? Yeah. That episode what works thinking? great. That episode works. The chemistry with Darkwing Morgana is just, man, it's, it's crazy. Everybody loves it. It's everybody spooky, loves spooky. it. The pizza stuff is great. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's, but come on, you guys have to tell me that those mushrooms were crazy. <laughs> well, that's what's good. That's what works with Darkwing Duck, though. Crazy is good on Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. And you know, literally, how I came to those mushrooms. I mean, you just use your a writer. Just you know, you use what you know. I was living in this place in Santa Monica, and mushrooms started popping up out of the carpet. Ooh. And the the green carpet, and then the mushrooms, and I. I just could swear at night that they were coming to get me. And that's how they, you, know, you never know what's going to inspire you. And that's, I went, okay, I'm going to take the time that the mushrooms were growing up. And I thought they were kind of like, they were, you know, almost sentient. And the way they kept growing up out of the carpet of this house in Santa Monica near the beach, you know, because of the mold and all that stuff. Um yeah, and just make you know, and, and then I'd start throwing the ideas around with Tad and laughing, and then before you know it, it all works. Mm-hmm. Were there any other of your episodes that you remember really, really well? Uh, well, there's one I, I don't to... want you to talk about. There's one I don't want you to talk about. Please. Okay, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to. I. I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I kind of remember the Sterminator a lot, just because it was so fun to write Taurus Bulbas. Yeah, um, you got to write that one with Tad, and man. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, uh, Tad and I would just have so much fun with that, because we would act him out and, you know, try the dialogue out, and Taurus Bulba, you know. And, well, with and Tim just, Curry in your pocket, you know, how can you go yeah, wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was really fun. I think um, I'm trying to, I really do remember Fungus Among Us the most just because it was so crazy and I was so determined to give um, him a girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. but it would had to be un, un, you know unrequited. They for they were it was it was uh, West Side Story, girl from the wrong side of the tracks kind of thing. But she oh. stuck around, which was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she she was adopted. Um, other writers used her. You know, it's that's always kind of hard too, because she she came from my head, and then all of a sudden other writers are writing her and. Um, yeah, I wanted to tell him no. <laughs> well, Let's she definitely say, no. turned out a little bit differently in later episodes. Yeah. You know, definitely a little bit different from how she was in Fungus Among Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely saw a trajectory for them. I saw, you know, I saw episodes where they were, you know, he was leaving for a date with her. I mean, I had all kinds of, she was coming over for dinner, you know, um, but I didn't get to write those. Well, they did one later in the run where he took her next door to meet the Muddlefoots, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I'm, yeah, I'm really struggling now. You'd have to throw such stuff out for me to um, remember. Well, there's, well, there's one episode I really want to talk to you about, but I, I have to save it for a later date. It's my favorite episode. So uh, that's The Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain. Sorry, all you Patty Wax and Quacker Jack fans, we, we have to wait for that portion of the interview. But, Mike, you got anything else? Really, Dev, when you look back on all your years writing for Disney, what do you look back on with the most fondness? Oh, so easy. Um, the people. I got to tell you guys, I have never worked with such a crazy bunch of 
amazing people, many of which I still have relationships with today. I was on, on the phone yesterday laughing with David Schwartz, who is a big storyboard boarder at Disney. And, um, you know, just the relationships that I've kept, but it, the, the people there were special. Um, the artists were so freaking talented and not only would they do, you know, their boards, their storyboards, but they would go out at lunch and do oil paintings or, or watercolor paintings. And I would get to see their work just extraordinary. And, um, and then the writers, and yes, we're writing, you know, we're writing animation and cartoons, but some of these writers were writing novels and short stories and feature films. And um, I remember talking to Mark Saslov once and he got me into a conversation about quantum physics and, and science fiction. And I just, I just, as a young writer, I just felt so lucky to be among, among all that talent. Am I answering the question? I'm waxing on. No, um, that's, it's nice. It's. I just wish everybody would have that kind of playground. Uh, any anyone anyone who has the fire in the pit of their belly to to create, because it's really hard to do it by yourself. Well, what you, you can do it. it you can you do created, it. But when you have playmates yeah. that are willing to play with you and develop with you. I am so lucky I had that experience and I'm so grateful and I'm grateful to Tad because I walked waddled in pregnant, poor as a church mouth. <laughs> and he's, he, you know, he and Carl gear said they saw something. So thank God. Well, what you created, what Tad created and everybody else on that staff created is going to live on. I mean, it's Darkwing's going to be 30 next year and the show is still popular. Disney plus has brought it back. Um, I younger, know. Younger, younger kids know him now through the new DuckTales series. He's out there. He's popular. People remember him. I mean, the whole Disney Afternoon era is remembered, but there's just something about Darkwing Duck that people just, they're in love with. It's always going to endure. Yeah, adventure. The adventure. Zoop, the Superhero. And the family. And the family, yeah, yeah. It means a lot and, to a lot of people. Yeah, and especially now, because I think we you know, sometimes we can feel so powerless with what's going on. And, you know, we have all these superheroes, but Darkwing was a superhero that was approachable and reachable and he didn't have powers. Funny. Yeah. He, he just was himself and, and, uh, utilized his own core resilience, his own, his own backbone bone. And I think that that's just resonates with people. Well, thank you so much, Deb, for being on with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm before, thrilled. Before we let you go, Dev, do you uh do you want to plug like any upcoming work you got coming out or where the fans can find you on social media or anything? Sure. Um I have right now the working title is called the The Two T W O Lucy's L U C Y S, the Two Lucy's. And uh it's a film. Hopefully it'll be out on Netflix next year. It's the craziest thing it was uh i wrote a two-woman play with my partner chandra jefferson who wrote the music and um a guy you know around mm -hmm. you know in your the the one that said he he was the latchkey kid who grew up on uh, darkwing saw the play and approached me and uh developed it as a feature film 
And so it's it's the two Lucys. I, I it'll probably get retitled, but you'll know what it's about because it's just uh, my dog's growling. Shh. Um, it's just two over the hill female actors, creators, writers, singers, songwriters who no one will hire. So we make our own work. And I'm really proud of it. And and do you have anywhere where the, where the fans can find you on social media oh, or you don't yet. want to be found on you social can, media? You can find it at www.thetwolucies.com. And that's, yeah, that's, you'll see me talking and talking about the show and um, yeah, you can reach out to me if you want. <laughs> And we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all major podcast apps. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, everywhere. Um, iHeartRadio and Pandora. You can also speak into your Amazon Echo. It'll play the latest episode for you there. We're also on YouTube. Uh, join us on YouTube for that fantastic virtual panel and all sorts of great Darkwing videos. And uh, join our communities on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram, the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Duck podcast. So we are very accessible. Yep. All right, guys, and that's Dev Ross. Thank y'all for tuning in and stay dangerous. Good night. Night. <laughs>